0: all right this is the buckeye daily blitz brought to you by fans dream sports and powered by dsp media i'm jeff that tito they call me follow me on the x at it happens lots lot to talk about today we're 22 days away until the start of the ohio state season against indiana uh they're opening up on the road this year in bloomington to open the season at 3:30 eastern kickoff time 15 days until the start of the 2023 college football season uh, kind of a week schedule to start things off there. Notre Dame, Navy over in Ireland is probably the highlight of that. But um, Big news this week from Ohio State. They're back in there. They got pads on now and they're hitting and all of that. So um, we got some news to talk about with that. But first, it was reported on Tuesday. That on Wednesday, Gene Smith was going to have a press conference. Everyone figured it's you know kind of a state of the Ohio State situation, talk about the real uh, the realignment a little bit. You know the new additions, to the Big Ten with Oregon and Washington, and that kind of thing. You know, Ohio State added UCLA and USC. Uh, Gene Smith spoke a lot during that time uh, during the pandemic. You know, Gene Smith made a lot of really pushing the Big Ten to keep playing games and whatnot. So everyone kind of figured out oh, it's just Gene Smith can come out and say what th- what's going on right now with the university. But he surprisingly announced his retirement. Uh, the Ohio State Athletic Director will be leaving after the 23-24 athletic season, which will conclude around June 30th. I think 2024 will be his last day. So it's big news. It's something that he's hinted at. He's, what, 60? I think he's 69 years old. I think how old he is. But um, anyway, he, he said earlier you know, that he's talked to other former athletic directors that have left and retired and all that. And they just said, look, you'll know when it's time. He's had conversations uh, with his wife and with his family. He's got grandkids and all this. And so he just decided now is the time to announce it. So um, Ohio State's still searching for a president as well. I imagine the president will be hired first, then the AD is what probably will happen. But uh, Gene Smith's done so many wonderful things for Ohio State. <laughs> um, He's been there for 18 years as the athletic director. And just think about how much success they've had, how much the brand has grown success on the football field, first and foremost, because that's what funds all the other uh, sports really. And then, you know, basketball's done okay. Women's basketball's in a great spot. Women's hockey um, recently won a national championship. The wrestling team's doing great. You know, the swimming, all these things, it's all just the, the athletic program is in great shape. And Gene Smith says it was very important to him to leave it in a better place. than when he got there and he's done that. So, um, He's played a big role in where Ohio State's at, in the fact that it's you know it's the one of the premier brands in college sports, if not the premier. If you think about it, um, but they uh, 36 sports he's had to manage, and really not many missteps along the way in his 18 years. There's been a couple, but nothing significant compared with some other um, institutions have had to go through, other sports programs have had to go through. So um, now some other things. To talk about uh, uh, Ryan Day spoke on Wednesday also, and it, it, as is normal for Ryan Day, he spoke in very general terms concerning uh, concerning like the quarterback position. <laughs> um, he spoke a lot about uh, you know what what he's going to how he's going to analyze it, what's important about it. He talked about how it's difficult sometimes to analyze some of these guys when you're in practices because you don't want to do a lot of hitting. You can't really tell how certain guys can react in different situations. He never said anything positive or negative about either candidate really Devin Brown or Kyle McCord individually. So uh, Ryan Day's brilliant at doing that. So uh, we, we won't know yet. We don't know yet what's going to happen. Um, spoke to a couple of different beat writers. and They both think it'll, we will get an announcement a couple weeks out from the game, uh, the first game of the season as to who will be the starting quarterback, who'll be the one, which you think that's about, you know, eight, nine days from now, 10 days from now, we'd probably find something out. But um, I don't know I just I want to have a number one guy going in the day to say they don't want to rush it but he knows that um, you know it, it when he figures it out when he knows he's gonna announce it but there's a very good chance that both quarterbacks play in the first several games of the season as he still tries to figure this out uh you know it's it, there's no real preseason in college football with Ohio State and Indiana is a tough tough at Indiana is not a <laughs> complete pushover necessarily. And is not that good, but road team, Big Ten, first time starter for Ohio State or, you know, first time starting a season opener for Ohio State. Uh, We know McCord did get a start, uh, but if Devin Brown gets the job, be his first time starting. So lots of things to think about there. Um, And then you get, you know, Youngstown State, West Kentucky. Those games should be blowouts where both quarterbacks get to play quite a bit. uh, And hell, maybe even three quarterbacks in the game in that one. So uh, other news, uh, Ryan Day was talking about the uh, offensive line and uh, you know, it, it a lot of a lot of things in flux there. As far as just still trying to figure out the proper rotation for that. One of the things I thought was interesting, though, um, we have talked about this offensive lineman who transferred over from San Diego State. His name is well, when he transferred over to San, Diego, San Diego State, his name is Josh Simmons. <laughs> he uh, had a rough start to his season last year at San Diego State, but then his last four games was completely clean, without penalties and without allowing any uh, quarterback sacks. So he really came on strong. Uh, comes to Ohio State, but when. Ryan Day referred to him in his press conference, he called him Jimmy Simmons. And he was asked about that and he said, no, you know what, Jimmy's what he's always been called, what he told us to call him. So it's not Josh Simmons, it's Jimmy Simmons who's vying for a spot on that offensive line. And again, we'll see how that all plays out too as we get closer and closer to this Indiana game. We'll get depth charts that will come out and we'll take a look and see where things are going. But I, I expect a lot of rotation in that also. Uh, somebody who I don't think should be rotated too much is one Sonny Styles, uh, Sonny Stiles, the, look he, he enrolled early last year, graduated early from high school as a 17-year-old playing for Ohio State. Didn't play a ton in the regular season, but did play a lot in the Georgia game and held his own very well. And so uh, now he's in his second season with Ohio State. And again, he's supposed to be you know, he's supposed to be graduating high school and be coming in now. So he's already got a year under his belt and he's a big boy. He's uh, I think he's like six three and they're going to play him quite a bit too. Um, Styles, uh, he said that uh, when he had time with Talk to Me, he said making plays multiple spots is really his favorite thing. He wants to be able to fly around more. Um, one of the things he's been praised for is uh, his willingness to be coached. And he's gotten making strides right now. He is going to be an impact maker on this Ohio State defense. I can't wait to see what Jim Knowles has in store for him in his first real full season here um, with, you know, as he, as he gets into this here uh, with Ohio State in a full, you know, he's got all this offseason and this now. I'm telling you, Sonny Styles is going to be an absolute beast. Um, other news from Ohio State. It was announced in the CBS Sports Classic uh, for basketball that Ohio State uh, will be playing UCLA this year. Remember, that, that's the... Um, Uh, the four teams that play every single year in it it's uh, North Carolina Kentucky Ohio State UCLA they rotate the opponents around a little bit kind of weird they're playing UCLA Uh, it's on December 16th by the way it's down in Atlanta Georgia but uh, because UCLA will be in the Big Ten next year so um, but anyways UCLA is their opponent in the uh, CBS Sports Classic this year and then who knows how they're going to do it after this because 2024 you'll have Ohio State UCLA in the same conference will they abandon it will they do something else I'd really like to see there'd be like a Ohio State does get out of that and I've liked it it's been fun but you can play UCLA anyway every year now so um but I'd like to see like a weekend tournament a Friday semifinals four teams Ohio State Cincinnati Xavier and Dayton and then the winners play Sunday the losers play Sunday also and do that have a tournament every year with the trophy they pass around (laughs) rotate among the four campuses as far as where they're going to play it every time. Um, Unless they want to get like one spot in the state of Ohio and play it there every single season, I'd be okay with that also. But I I think that'd be a lot of fun if they had that uh, to do something along those lines. Uh, More realignment news, by the way, the ACC, Looks like um, they have some interest in Cal and Stanford, or at least Stanford, as far as joining the ACC, and SMU is someone else that the ACC is talking about adding. What's interesting about this, when you look at which how where we're at now in college football, the Big Ten's adding schools of the of the caliber of you know Oregon and Washington, in addition to USC, the SEC adding you know, Oklahoma and Texas, and the Big 12 adding Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, a big time program also. And the ACC meanwhile is looking at, at SMU. That should tell you all you need to know about the strength of the Big 10 and the and the SEC, and even the Big 12 to some extent, compared to where the ACC is at. And plus the ACC's got, um, you know, Florida State trying to get out of, of the conference. They're trying to find ways to do other schools trying to get out as well. Uh, something else I thought that was uh, interesting, though, is Greg Sankey, who is the um, the, the commissioner of the SEC. And he and Nick Saban both gotten under my skin a little bit just because of the way they've talked about um, how they, like Nick Saban, a, a month or so ago, I think it was, was talking about how he thinks there should be, you know, essentially like he thinks there's more parody in college football, things they should be an even playing field, which is a total lie. Saban doesn't feel that way. Saban's saying now because he's almost retired and because he got all the championships and he makes a ton of money. So. Saban all of a sudden act like he cares about what's best for college football. No, Saban cares about what's best for Saban. He can say these things now. He's probably going to be out door in two or three years and retire. One of the greatest college football coaches of all time. Maybe the greatest. No doubt about that. But it's disingenuous. Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, he comes out and says he feels sad for the Pac-12. And in reality, Sankey and the Big Ten both played a huge role in all this happening. When Sankey went out and got Oklahoma and Texas, didn't feel bad for the Big 12. When Ohio State got USC and UCLA, you never heard Sankey say about the Pac-12 at that point. He's saying it now. I don't believe it to be true. I think Sankey's full of crap. I think Saban's full of crap when they talk about these things this way. Uh, Saban talked about losing traditions and things like that. It's bad for college football. Also, there's there's no traditions left. Nothing is left. The most sacred and the only sacred thing left right now is Army-Navy that game right there played in the middle of December when they're going to play it. That is the only thing, everything else needs to be on the table. and If that means that and and I fully expect, and I, I really believe in the next five years, you will see Ohio State and Michigan not playing the last week of the season. I think you'll see things get moved around there. There's no, the rivalries thing. You know, Ohio State will play Michigan every year. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think it will necessarily be at the sa- at the last Saturday in November every single year. That would not surprise me one bit. I also think you could see um, corporate sponsorships on conferences. Uh, now, I think the Big Ten will always stay the Big Ten, but you might be the Big Ten uh, presented by Apple, presented by at and whatever. It might be something like that. Wouldn't surprise me in all that way either. College football is evolving at the same rate you know, um, technology evolved, uh, was evolving and still evolving. When we had the, uh, when it seemed like every day there was something new in technology that was increasing speeds of this, or this new phone, this new gadget, whatever it was. Every, it seemed like it was constantly reinventing itself and there was something new all the time. Same thing now in college football. It is reinventing itself. It, at a and it's exponentially at like just an incredible rate so um, anyway that's it for today's Buckeye blitz we'll have more to get into uh, as soon as we get more media availability like I say the pads are on at Ohio State they're out there practicing when we get more news we'll pass it on to you uh, but this has been the Buckeye blitz on fanstream sports powered by DSP media you can follow me on Twitter I'm sorry X um, I am at that happens there and we'll talk to you again soon